0: As I'm sitting here sipping a cup of 7-Eleven coffee, second-guessing the choices I made, I realized we have some good sponsors, Sean. Did you know that?
1: I did know that.
0: Do you know who uh, one of our first sponsors ever was? Chocaloha. If you go to com, use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio, you're going to get 20% off your entire order.
1: Let me ask you a question. What? Why do you ask me a question and don't let me answer?
0: Because I actually don't really care what you have to say. All right. I'm just... I'm just waiting for you to set me up so I can get the engine running. You know, like I'm driving and you're pushing, and so the clutch kicks in. That's kind of what's going on. Uh,
1: no, you're fucking misdaisying me. That's the problem. That's I'm driving problem. you around. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're, I pretty you're, much you're, I am. You're the you're yeah. the you're you're the forced, uh Whitaker. That no, wasn't Forrest Whitaker. It was.
0: And we're not gonna start that now. <laughs> well, let me get through these sponsors, and that's Morgan Freeman that you're trying to think yes. of. Yes. Uh, go to ChuckAloha.com, use the promo code jiu Radio. get 20% off your entire order. Pick up a new rash guard, some spats, get yourself some patches, which I'm literally about to put an order right now for some patches. I almost,
1: I almost bought the spats and then I'm like, I don't wear spats. But I wanted, the the spats look so you rad. You just wanted the option. I just wanted the option.
0: I just wanted the option to look good. Well, if you want that option, go to chocaloha.com, use the promo code Jujitsu Radio, get 20% off. And then always check out some post training scents of the skin, if you will. At JujitsuSoapCode.com, use the promo code JJ Radio, and get 10% off some lovely sense of soap. Uh, you can pick up some salves. Sal Is it salves? Salves. Salves. Salve. Salve. You can get some salves. You can pick up their limited edition McDojo Life uh, soap bars. they got a couple other cool ones right now. Like I said, I'm about to pick up some for myself.
1: they got some bath bombs you can shove up your butt. Yeah, I don't or know. Or just put in the bathtub. I mean, whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. I
0: don't know if you're allowed to intake that, but so... See a doctor before taking like, any major precautions there. If you're brave enough,
1: anything's a dildo.
0: Yeah, right. Um, JJ Radio, 10% off, Jujitsu Soap Co. Go pick yourself up some awesome uh, soaps. I actually stopped purchasing just any kind of over the counter grocery store soaps, and I specifically just use the Jujitsu Soap Co soaps. I highly recommend it. And I also smell delicious. Just. I wish this was a scratch and sniff podcast so you could smell me. I smell like...
1: That just got really (laughs) freaking weird.
0: If you still want to look sexy and smell sexy, then go to giraffechoke.com. For a limited time, you can get 25% your entire order. You can get 25% off the entire order with the promo code JJRadio at giraffechoke.com. Go pick yourself up a heel hook hat, Superman punch hat, a head kick hat, or a shirt. They even have some, uh, some individualized uh, cell phone covers with different countries and nations that you can go pick it up. They got a lot of stuff. Go check it out, giraffechoke.com, promo code JJ Radio. And always check out our good sponsors here in the area, Nomad Surf Shop. Established in 1968, Nomad Surf has probably one of the biggest selections in South Florida. Unless you're like me and you only have two boards and you still can't ride either one. But if you know what you're doing, it's a good spot to be at. You can go pick up some skateboard gear, some apparel, some wheels,
1: some paddles, paddleboard. If you can do it in the water. What? 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 I was going to say, if you can do it in the water, they got your stuff, but like they really don't have ski stuff there. So I want say surf so. and stand-up paddleboard. They you do have sunglasses. boogie boards. They have yeah. boogie boards. they got boogie boards, They've sunglasses. got uh, skim boards. Skim boards or skim boards? Skim. Oh, okay. Like the milk you should start they drinking skim fatty.
0: Hey, actually, I don't drink milk. Thank you very much. Tons of fun. But nomadsurf1968.com if you want to check out any of their stuff or follow them online. But if you're in the area, Boynton Beach, Delray Beach, anywhere in the South Florida area, it's definitely within driving distance and worth every minute. And they got a cool food truck outside with some good food.
1: They have acai, coffee, and smoothies. There's acai coffee? No, there's acai, comma, Com- oh, coffee, okay. comma. No, well, no, that's the Harvard comma. Yeah. So we're not doing the Harvard comma. I don't know what
0: you're doing. You're definitely gotta go to Nomad Surf. Go to Nomad Surf 1968. Tell them we sent you and you'll get 10% off your purchase at the store. So thank you very much, Nomad Surf, for supporting us. And I've been going there since I was in high school. So it's kind of cool to to be able to say they sponsor our podcast. Also, we just want to remind you to please take the time to go check out the Instagram or the Facebook page and find the link where you can help donate to support the Stewart family. Jen and Tom have been a staple in Jiu Jitsu in South Florida for quite some time and they need our help. Uh, Tom was diagnosed with cancer and has gone extensive treatments and therapies. And If you've ever had to experience cancer in your family you know how uh, stressful it can get when it comes to those bills. So let's show everybody how tight-knit of a community you are with Jujitsu, and go support them and even if you can't donate because times are tough and we all know how that goes just share it all you got to do is just share the uh share the link and uh help spread the news about it and let's see if we can help out the family so big love to tom and jen and the whole stewart family and we hope we can help you out in any way we can with that being said let's get this party started
1: And simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, the right. jets flying, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo!
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Jujitsu Radio. We're back to just Sean and I today. While I'm sipping on some coffee that you got me, thank you very much. Cheers. 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 And I noticed you're drinking my favorite drink, Bubbly well, bubbly mango flavored. I can see that uh, that you turned a corner finally.
1: Well, the uh, when I was at Walmart the other day, because that's where I do my shopping.
0: Right. Because so you definitely I love, are I love people a, at Walmart.
1: I I love a uh I love a deal. And um I normally get the public or the Publix, wow. I get the Walmart uh, mm. seltzer water, flavored seltzer waters, and uh, they were out. So I tried the bubbly strawberry and I thought it was good, but you kept telling me about the mango. So I was like, you know what? You're welcome. I'll try the mango and it's pretty damn tasty. Right? That's a tasty burger. That's a
0: <clears throat> May I have some of this tasty beverage to wash, wash this, this down? Thing. Yeah, no, I see. I started on like LaCroix and then got deeper into like the flavored water hole, I guess you can call it.
1: When I was a kid, my mom, for some reason, bought a shit ton of Perrier.
0: Oh yeah, no, my parents were the same way. Perrier was like the fucking thing back in the day.
1: But it's like I, th- I, always, like I remember thinking as a kid, I thought yeah. Perrier was for rich people. Right? I swear to God, I was like and uh but we had bottles of it in our garage and I would every once in a while I'd drink a perrier and be like oh
0: see I was obsessed and every once in a while I still do I'll get obsessed with uh the San Pellegrino flavored drinks they have like the orange and all that uh uh-huh. those things are absolute garbage but for whatever reason I get like obsessed with it and I just buy cases
1: what's what I remember about about um Europe it was funny they would ask you if you wanted water, and you say yes. And they'd ask you if with gas or no gas. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. gas.
0: Yeah, you want gas? Gasy <clears throat> water. No, that's but this stuff. If if you like Lacroix, definitely try uh, try the bubbly stuff. I like it. the The grapefruit one isn't that bad. Lime is pretty good. The apple actually kind of tastes like apple juice, like a really light apple juice. I
1: saw apple, and I was like, mm, I yeah, like apple. I know
0: it's pretty good, and it's like a very very light. Uh, apple juice but the mango one is just perfect see like the only other one that I like is that Perrier um, peach flavor but you know I'm a total sissy evidently um, so how about that last episode huh
1: yeah man <clears throat>
0: it was pretty deep right
1: yeah it, uh, um, funniest thing about the whole thing is we didn't cuss once
0: did we? no really oh well you know why because had, they had their kids we had yeah Haston, uh, Haston was there, was
1: there. But it's still like normally, I guess. Oh. I guess what it, what that means is is we're assholes. And, oh, for sure. And, I never, but, I never heard that. <laughs> we're assholes, but at least we know when not to be assholes. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's not. This isn't an act. We're we're just very open and honest with people, but we also respect you know families. I guess, especially if they're friends of ours. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. I I mean, I do have to like consciously make the effort not to curse.
1: Well, the, you know what? Though, the subject matter made it easy not to curse. Yeah,
0: it didn't deem it didn't uh, necessitate a full rack. Of no, gun, no, of and, curse and, words. and and
1: we were fully engaged in the conversation, and and, and and it's always
0: good when you're having a conversation and actually yeah, engaged, right?
1: But like, and thinking about wow, and I th- what I mean by that though is like we were thinking about what these people were doing, and it almost seemed. Uh, it would have seemed obscene to, to cuss on that. It would have just—I mean, it would it, just it,
0: would have been blatantly disrespectful. Yeah. But it it would have been a disservice to them because—and
1: and, and who knows? They might swear like sailors behind closed doors for sure. But I'm not going to swear in front of a child. And number one, and number two, when we're talking about something as serious—well, not that it was super serious—but as awesome as what they're doing with
0: uh, well you know what it was so. I got introduced to them, like I said, I knew who, who they were and I, and I did meet Natasha like once before, um, but I got introduced to them by my friend Andy Stock from from Novagenix and, um, you know, it's, like I said, what they do really kind of sparked my brain and I really wanted them to have the the platform and, you know, we might not be the biggest platform, but I wanted them to have the platform to To share their their goals and what they do with with jujitsu so I I took it really serious and I wanted to make sure it was at the right time where we could do it and this that and the other and, and it all kind of really worked out I wish we could have done it in the new studio um, but you know, it uh, it worked out the way it didn't. It worked out perfect. So I hope everybody gets a chance to enjoy it. That's definitely one of those episodes that uh, we'll be sharing for for a while because I think it's something that can people can go back to. Yeah, for over sure. Over and over again.
1: It's, and it, it, that's that's what the jujitsu community should be about. It should be about helping any community, well, not just jujitsu, but any community should be about helping each other out.
0: I think it's it's definitely one of those things that. You know, most of us don't get paid for it. So I think the, the camaraderie is definitely there more than considering, like, MMA, you know, where it is paid and you are making a livelihood in about it that way. Like, I kind of realized that after everything that we've gone through, especially on my end of things, in the last couple of years with, like, different academies and stuff like that, that it's just you, – you can't – you can't be – playing that stupid game of like oh he's taking my students and blah 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 like the teachers don't have that kind of control but it's it's probably better that people feel like they have that freedom because it's what's that um, um, what's the guy from uh, Charles Bronson his quote of like train people so they're good enough that they can leave and work anywhere else but treat them well enough that they don't want to mm-hmm. so it's the same thing like you want your students to be So good that they, like, can go anywhere else and train, but you treat them so well that they don't want to go anywhere else and train. And I think it's evident. I mean, like, you got, you know, Excel is a great school. We have, like, a nice little spot. Like, you guys have, like, a cool spot here. Like, Cyborg has an amazing academy that they do all stuff. So we have a lot of cool little spots down here that, that really is about that family where it's people treat each other with respect and it's not like the little drama behind the scene, you know? So that was cool, but no, that was. I hope everybody dug it because that was definitely a, a personal one for me. Just like I said, it's the um, I have a cousin who's autistic, and it was never like anything like bad like with the family, but it was something like everybody had to learn to deal with it at the same time. So I'm sure that there's a lot of people uh, out there that might be dealing with learning. Of having like a family member or something like that that uh, that's on the spectrum, and they're, they they got to find different ways to uh, to try and help them live a better, more fulfilling life.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a um, again. I've gotten so much from jujitsu that I really like like honestly most most the jujit my jujitsu stuff is a. Passion Project. Yeah. I don't get paid for a lot of the stuff I do with jiu-jitsu.
0: Um, Speaking of which, you just reminded me. Keep going. I'll tell you after. So
1: it's, you know, everything that I... But jiu has given me so much, I, do, I don't I do mind giving it back. You know, I, I, I want to give it back. And I think everybody should want to give it back. And obviously, I wish I was making more money doing what I'm doing. But um, at the same time, it almost perverts it as well cause what like getting paid well getting paid like I, I want to get paid believe me I do um,
0: you just don't want it to be like about the bottom line yes yeah. yes I
1: don't want it to be about money I never wanted my jiu jitsu to be about money I wanted it to be about giving people the same gift that I got 12 years ago so if I could give that same gift that same gift that I believe jiu jitsu has given me and given a lot of people over the years then i can and i want to do it you know yeah but i mean that's 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 the beauty of it it's
0: and i i said it like a while ago once i really started getting into it is you get what you put in and i at one point finally decided like you know what i'm really going to give everything i have to the sport and that was not just training but also with you know starting my company and like working with athletes and stuff like that and this is the best thing that, that ever happened to me. Like I've gotten to experience so much just because of jujitsu, and didn't make that much money. But then I did start making money off of like doing the photos and stuff, which leads me to say, which I wanted to tell you is um, Polaris released a couple of sneak clips to the prologues because uh, this weekend is Polaris Eight. Yes. So uh, if you guys head over to Jiu-Jitsu Radio uh, Instagram or to the Sound Marking Marketing Instagram or even to Polaris Instagram, you'll see uh, some of the clips of uh, footage that I filmed of uh, Wagner Rocha training with Gilbert Burns and Herbert Burns. And it's funny because as soon as I sent them the footage – Couple of hours later, I got a message from uh, from one of the guys at uh, Polaris. Like, dude, this footage is amazing. Like, there's so much. I'm like, I know. That's why I was kind of hesitant on doing bow shoots, but you know, I always like to give customers and really their their friends of mine now like as much as I can, so they have the most to pull from because I'm not editing this one. Um, but
1: how do you get them such large files? Dropbox,
0: Dropbox, Dropbox. I mean, there's tons of different ways that you can do it, and. Uh, Everybody has their own route. If, uh, when I did stuff for the UFC for, uh, for Fox, I had to do everything through their, um, system servers. I had to do stuff through their server, and they're super duper secure and they're like very anal about like who gets what and like the link. They're like, all right, we're gonna send you the link. It's only open for a little bit, so make sure you fill that everything up. I'm, all right, no problem. Like, here you go.
1: I had to do the same thing with the United <laughs> States government. For so, what? <clears throat> for the business.
0: Oh, right. Don't remind me. i got to deal with so much shit yeah. right now. But, uh... So, no, if you go check it out, you'll see some of the footage that we, uh... or that I filmed for the upcoming Polaris event uh, featuring Wagner Rocha and Gilbert Burns, who is also fighting this weekend. So, it's, uh... It's pretty cool to have two friends fighting at the same weekend. So, there will be a lot of TV time. Man,
1: Gilbert's opponent, uh remember his last his first name Oben. Oh yeah, Oben Mercier. Mercier. Yeah. That guy's a legit. He's a legit fucking ground fighter. Well, he's also a legit fighter. He's, he's a legit fighter. He's got too. striking. <clears throat> he's got striking. But he's known for his grappling, which will be interesting to see if he wants to enter into that realm with
0: Gilbert. Well, it's kind of like the way that I see it, and mind you, I have absolutely no idea what he's been doing in his training. I've only seen him twice. Uh, throughout this whole training camp, so it could be one of those things that Obin might say, "I'm a better grappler
1: than him," and go for it, which I doubt because it's not like it's, it's that would be that would be doubtful, seeing as it's very easily Googleable. Yeah, that Herbert or Gilbert Burns is a world champion. Yeah, so and, it's like,
0: but it's, I would say his that Obin's game plan is most likely gonna be I'm a better striker than he is because Gilbert's striking is extremely underrated. So he's but gonna he's
1: got dynamite in both hands. Right. All you gotta do is look at his record and see how many people he's yeah, put to sleep.
0: But he people still sleep on his striking, man. Like he doesn't have the the orthodox like style of M M A like. And I,
1: I yeah and I, I don't I don't want people to look at that Dan Hooker fight and think, you know, that he doesn't have striking. No, Dan Dan Hooker is just he's he's that dude. His striking is. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, 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 it, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful style. Yeah,
0: but all I can say mm-hmm. is that that Gilbert's put in some serious work on his striking. So yeah, well, even I, even if he wasn't my friend, if even if he wasn't like a brother to me, I would still put my money on Gilbert on this fight. I still would just because of you know the last couple of fights and the. The way that he's grown uh, in the last few years as a fighter, um, I I think that people are underestimating him just because he he doesn't go out and do all the flashy things. So it'd be cool, and I definitely hope that my friend uh, comes home for Christmas with a W so we can finally eat. He hasn't been able to really eat in a while.
1: (laughs) Well, he's doing... Dude, he's one of the most active combat athletes on the planet. For sure. If he's not fighting in the UFC, he's doing super fights for I think
0: was it this year? I think this year was his most active year like yet.
1: But you know what? I think it's awesome. I think it's a smart way for Gilbert to stay game ready in 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 in, in times when like you could you could stay like Here's the thing about fighting that I think people just don't understand because they've never done it. The people who have never done it. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things, look, you can be the best trained fighter in the world. You can be in the best in-shape fighter in the world. But if you don't know how to control your anxiety when you're in front of hundreds if not thousands of people or millions of or watching hundreds, on pay-per-view, people, right? um, that kind of pressure will fuck
0: you up. Oh, tons of people, tons of people like
1: That's where the ring rust comes in. Everyone says what ring rust is. Ring rust is getting that adrenaline dump in the like being able round to handle like
0: the adrenaline dump, be mentally prepared for the cheers, the booze, yeah. the lights. But the lights is what I noticed, it's usually the lights that gets people. It's usually the lights and the the music, not so much the crowds. I've always, always noticed that from like all like the years of working in entertainment and doing all this stuff with the fights, it's usually the lights that the that fucks well, people. Well,
1: and not, but it's less than that. It's it's the knowledge that all these people are watching you. It adds and so yeah, so much pressure. Yeah, and coming from the professional wrestling world, I know what that feels like. Yeah, you know, the, I remember the first time I walked into a ring in front of people. I was like. Like it took everything I had not to just like forget that I'm there in a role to work right, you know, and like you want to just be yourself and but after a while, going in front of people becomes fun. Yeah. And by Gilbert continuing to do these these uh, grappling competitions. He doesn't lose that, um, or he doesn't forget that feeling. Well, it becomes easier and easier and easier yeah. every time. And and it doesn't he doesn't forget that feeling. If you forget that feeling, what that feeling feels like, that's when you get that that rush of of adrenaline and that yeah. adrenaline dump and all that stuff happens.
0: Do you think that like the pros, like guys like Triple H and The Rock and stuff like that? Like, I mean, how many shows a year did they do? Like, 300?
1: They would do... Yeah, anywhere from 250 to 300. Like, when, I mean...
0: And that's the same that that an artist would do. Like, a big touring artist, that's the same that they would do.
1: Right. But... But, yeah, they would do that, but they would get... Anytime they wanted a break, they would take a break. Do Wrestlers you think, never were able to take breaks. Yeah,
0: but do you think that they still get as nervous? Like, um, later probably
1: on? Probably... The only... What happens when you get when you're in wrestling for a while? It's the big shows. It'll be the WrestleMania, like Monday Night Raw, or something. No, Monday Night Raw is just, just regular. It's just regular. It's like WrestleMania when you know, like most people only yeah. get get excited or get freaked out when it's WrestleMania. Especially the guys for their first WrestleMania, they're like, I can't believe I'm wrestling in WrestleMania. Yeah, this has been on you know going since to, I was a kid. Like to, you know yeah. It's, you know, it's, what is it going on? It's almost 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. 30, 30-something. 30 I think the it first was the one 80s. was 80, 83 or 84. Yeah, but
0: wasn't there something else before that?
1: Not WrestleMania. Wasn't
0: there, like, a rumble on the beach or something like that? No,
1: no, no. I mean, there was, I think maybe Starcade could have been first uh, for... Uh,
0: Whatever happened to Stardust?
1: Stardust.
0: Yeah, a golden gold dust. Gold well, dust. there's two. There was. It was dust. his son, right? No, it was his brother. All oh, right.
1: Um, uh, gold dust is still with the WWE. He's hurt right now. I think. Yeah. So um, Stardust is Cody Rhodes, who's one of the biggest names in wrestling outside of the WWE. Yeah. He wrestles everywhere. But he, what
0: was what was like? Um, Goldust thing Wasn't he like That he was like Gay or something Or like Cause he would always Like kiss the dudes He was like
1: a Hollywood Yeah It was like a Hollywood Androgynous
0: I think he was like He really took Ziggy Stardust And like made it his own Is what yeah, he tried to do Yeah more or it. less Yeah
1: And what's funny is Is when he Before he was Gold Dust, He was Dustin Rhodes The right. son of Dusty Rhodes Yeah Wore cowboy boots And trunks to the ring Yeah 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 And then he goes over WWE And Vince goes I'm gonna call you Stardust I want you to get a gold outfit, and I want you to paint your face gold, yeah. and that's basically that's basically what happens. Um, one like of the
0: Vance just decides like this is what you just decides.
1: Do. One of the best uh, documentaries uh, was oh, I can't remember uh, wrestle was it not Wrestling with Shadows that was Bret Hart. Um, it was oh, it's gonna kill me. But there's a, there's a documentary that was actually made it into the theaters. And um, it followed um, a lot of the stuff, like like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just like like it, there was a scene where uh, The Rock and Mankind had a I Quit match, and he and The Rock hit Mankind in the head seventeen times. Oh, with the chair! With the chair, yeah, and he that. had a gash yeah. this big in his head. You know, and it's like, and then there's a scene in that movie where Darren Drazdoff, who used to be a football player, mm. he was famous because he was playing in in a, in a game, one of his first games for the Broncos, and he was on the defensive line, and he puked on the ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, but he can puke on command. Yeah. So like, there's a scene where Vince is going, oh, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's trying to get the guy to puke on and the guy couldn't puke on the man. <laughs> He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. And that's what they called him. They called him yeah. puke. Right. So it's like whatever Vince sees, that's what you are. So it's like you're you're not gonna be dustin Rhodes, you're gonna be gold dust instead of dust in So it's was, like
0: how do you figure out that you can just throw up on the man, and just be like, go. I could do it. <laughs> On demand. Yeah. It would so take, right now, I say, well, that's not really gonna take you like.
1: It would. T- it would take me like two minutes to probably work myself th- that's up. That's not it.
0: really on demand, and that's two. Well, no, minutes.
1: That, that's pretty like two minutes is pretty easy. I
0: like, know. All right, so you tell me. I could say right now. All right, do it. Two minutes, I could. All right, do it.
1: I don't want to do it right now. I, I'm calling. I don't, have to, I don't have to prove shit to you. Um, Someday I'll do it when we're not when we're outside. I'm not gonna puke in here. Oh man! All right, we'll have to film that one. We'll we'll film it. I'll
0: do a time lapse. Plus, Um, I don't.
1: I don't enjoy throwing up. I fucking hate it. There's only one.
0: (laughs) And I told you, I've I've set my own bones like no problem. But when I know I'm sick and I gotta throw up, I fucking hate it. I get. I'm more comfortable being on a roller coaster, going out in front of a crowd. But say like I got, I know that I'm gonna throw up, gives me like a fucking panic. And
1: I don't. And I don't puke in toilets.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: I don't puke. I'll puke. I'll puke outside.
0: And that's it. No. I got no problem. I'll put my face in the toilet. I yeah. do not care. Um, so we actually have some jujitsu news um, to go off of. First of all, I don't know if you saw this, but a good friend of ours finally got his brown belt. Robbie. Robbie. Oh, Young. yes. Yeah, I did see so, that. I saw
1: Chicago Rob got Chicago his brown Rob. belt. Congratulations, Rob.
0: I'm not going s- to say his last name because you probably just get like an ego boost. So... Yeah, shout out to Rob. Congratulations on your brown belt. Um, Speaking of belts, congratulations to Liz Carmouche. She just earned her black belt um, from 10th Planet. She trains at 10th Planet Oceanside, so she got her black belt in 10th Planet Jiu Jitsu. Awesome. So, more power to you. And she, if you don't forget, she's the one that almost submitted Ronda on her back. back. That could have completely changed her career. Didn't happen though.
1: She had her. She had a. She had a, nice jaw crank going. Yeah. She was almost turning Rhonda's head backwards. Yeah. With that, I remember that.
0: I think if she would have just twisted a little bit more, it probably would have been in there. It was like that borderline. Yeah. It was. It was super close. Yeah. Um, we got some other crazy news. Um, obviously, we know that Nogi World is coming up, so there's no real way for us to talk about we'll it. Talk anymore. about it afterwards. Yeah, we'll do a review after the fact. Um, speaking of Nogi Worlds, though, actually, so I'm looking at flow grappling articles just to see what's going on. Tenth Planet has 55 athletes at Nogi Worlds competing all the way from Blue Belt to... I don't think
1: that's a lot. I mean... I bet you if you look at Alliance or...
0: Yeah, but those are schools that have been around for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but Tenth Planet's been around... 10 years, 15? No, longer than that. They've been around since I think since the '90s, since after Eddie. No, after. No, I think Eddie had started Planet before he beat. uh, Was it no?
0: I don't think so because he was still with Jean Jacques Machado. So I think it's after. So I don't think it's been around as long. I think obviously he's been training. Yeah, like early
1: 2000s. I think early 2000s, late '90s, early 2000s is when Eddie started. I mean, I'm sure we could check that shit.
0: We'll find it later on. Oh man. Well, Dave, for me. Excuse me. Um, what else we got on news? Demi Lovato looks healthy in jujitsu photo after rehab. Well, here's hashtag th- never give up.
1: What she should have done is came to Delray Flor- Delray Beach, Florida, to hit rehab because there's a bunch of rehabs here. She needed to do rehab so much and just thrown herself into jujitsu. There's so much jujitsu down here. I believe jujitsu probably would have
0: been worse for her.
1: I think jujitsu can save somebody, man. I really Well it could. has.
0: I mean there's tons of stories out there. Like it has. J- I just don't think that I don't
1: think she should have stopped doing jujitsu for probably would have been
0: bad. We can't we can't have her down here because remember she used to date Luke Rockhold. Luke's down here now. It would have been un He quick. doesn't live here, he just comes yeah, he here for camps. He he's got a house down in uh
1: Fort Lauderdale. Well, he's got that because he's balling. Yeah. But he's, he's I, I, I just saw I him. I got to head him up. I haven't talked I to him I just saw a while. him in uh, California back in Santa Cruz. He so.
0: flies, like, left and right. Like, yeah. even when I was up in New York to do uh, to do that photo shoot, I was like, they told me that he might come up there. I'm like, bro, are you going to be up here for this thing? He's like, I was going to. Like, UFC was going to make me do a press release, but... Like you know, plans change, so he's
1: a he's a model for some some yeah. big for polo man. For polo. was it polo? Yeah, for Ralph Lauren. He's yeah, he's a legit model. I would man. not. You know what? I, what I would do is I'd be like, I'm
0: done fighting. Just take my fucking picture. No, he's a fighter. Don't get it twisted. He knows he's a good looking like dude, but. Well, that's he's him. i
1: I'd be like, why should I get punched in the face if I get paid to just people take my picture? Because
0: that actually kind of helps out his look. The fact that he's a fighter and he's still like good looking like that gives him this whole extra persona that he can play with. Right, But
1: of. he's he's forever putting that fucking that job on the line every time he steps into the cage. Hey, man.
0: I'm not his manager. Go talk to his manager. Uh, speaking, get, him, get him on the horn. Right? Let's talk to him. Speaking of uh, UFC... Kron Gracie finally uh, signed with the UFC. They announced his first fight. Did you see what it is?
1: Oh, I did see who it was, but I don't it, Alex Caceres. Alex Caceres. Dude, a lot of people sleep on Alex Caceres, but that kid's fucking legit. He's got legit jujitsu, man. He's got legit jujitsu, and he's got very dynamic striking. Well, he was a street fighter. Right. He fought He fought in... Uh, Down in Miami. Yeah, but he fought for, what is it, uh, Dada 5000. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that dog fight? No, I don't remember. But he's he's legit. I think it's actually it's a good in the backyard with a piece of string making the ring. Yeah. You know who else fought in that? Kimbo. Well, yeah, but you know who else? Uh-huh. George Mosvadall. Jorge Mosvadall. Yeah. 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 No, I he mean he's a that. Miami kid for sure. He had long ass hair. Yeah. It was all I, dude. He like George Mosvadall. So people ask me. Can you say his name right? Jorge. Yeah. Well, he, they used to call him George. Yeah, that's until he finally corrected him. Well, how do you know he corrected him? How do you know they... Because his name is written Jorge. No, it's... it's J. Right. But he might go by George. You don't know. No, because either way, it's still a J. But you know so it's okay. and, and look, it's Miami. Yeah. They, they made Mike Stanton change his name to Juan Carlos.
0: Yeah, well, that's so for different reasons. You don't
1: know. But anyways, George or Jorge, whatever you want to call him. He's he's always been one of my favorite fighters. Um, my favorite fighters are the guys that fucking bang. That's that are there to be a real fighter. So like most of the guys from fucking Hawaii. Yeah. Are are so um, Max Holloway. Yeah. One of my always been one of my favorite fighters. Uh, BJ Penn.
0: Keep going. Who else?
1: Um, Yancy Medeiros. And. What do you mean and?
0: And. Ige Huh? Dan Ige. I don't He's know. He's Hawaiian. I don't know Dan Ige. He fought. So Dan Ige fought in Titan, while he was also a manager for other fighters. And then the last card that he was on, not only was he fighting, but one of the fighters that he managed was on that same card.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Dan Ige is a bad motherfucker, man. He got he got a he got a little bit tough the the last go round. I think it was the last fight he lost. But he's a bad fucking dude. And how many people can say, I manage and I'm fighting? Yeah. I'm in here right now. I think he's with. Um, is it Sucker Punch? I forget if he's with Sucker Punch or, or who. But Dan Ige, he's a wine too. He's cool. But
1: him, the Diaz
0: brothers. They're not We're, Hawaiian.
1: No, I didn't say that. I said, you said the people, Hawaiian no, guys. No, I said most of the Hawaiian guys. I like the – neither is George. George isn't – or Jorge. Yeah, but you it, said
0: most of the Hawaiian guys. Yeah. Who started listening to Hawaiian guys. I listened
1: to those Hawaiians, and then I'm moving on. Okay. But, All right. but the Diaz brothers, those – like the people that are there to fucking fight. Brawlers. Brawlers. But technical, they, they got – Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson, yes. Um like I like everybody's got is pissed at him or whatever, but fucking uh, Connor is yeah. a fucking fighter. I don't care what people say.
0: Uh, I still love the guy. I, I love the awesome guy, fighter. but he, But he
1: comes to fight too. How about
0: our homie Kamara Usman putting the fucking hurt oh, on Rafael shit. Dos Anjos? How good was that?
1: Kamara turned the corner, man. Like he Kamaru was, turned the corner a couple a, of years ago. A couple ago. years ago. Yeah. But like. Like you could see the evolution. Like, uh, like I remember when uh, he was—I can't remember who he was fighting for before UFC, but um, he was pissed that it went to a decision. Mm-hmm. He was pissed, and I was like, that's... you know. And then, and then when he got his UFC, you know, uh, debut, I was like, "Oh, that's rad!" And then he just kept rattling off wins—boom, boom, boom—and boom. notice, fucking. People call. People are calling people out left and right. Nobody's calling out Kamaru. Nobody's calling out Kamaru. You don't hear Colby Covington calling out Kamaru. You don't hear Ben Askren calling out Kamaru. There's a lot of people who just don't want to fight Kamaru, and I don't fucking blame them.
0: I don't think that the Ben Askren fight would be good for Kamaru anyway. It would not be good for either of them. No, I don't think it would be good for him like, career-wise. It's just Well, no, like, it's, it's a step backwards. Yeah. Ben has
1: to establish himself in the UFC.
0: I don't know, man. All I know is that I think Dana White announced it either today or the other day that he's pretty much like guaranteed a title shot. It's not no, he's solidified. Fighting
1: Ro- he's fighting Robbie Lawler in January. Who? Ben Askren.
0: No, I'm talking about Kamara. Kamara. Oh, Kamara. yeah, yeah. No, he's that Kamara is pretty much guaranteed like a title shot, but it's not cemented in stone because Colby backed out of the Tyron Woodley fight. So, it's pretty much Kamara is the only one left. Well,
1: I know, I knew, I. With the last fight, when it was uh, um, Woodley, My who did Woodley? Well, he fought Wonderboy. No, no, no! Just recently.
0: Oh, Darren Till.
1: Darren Till. Yeah. Kamaru, Kam- they had told Kamaru to stay ready.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. He came in, he weighed in, and everything. Yeah. He was he was already on weight. He was he was ready
1: he was ready to fight for the belt then. Yeah. So, you know what?
0: I think that if that would have been the case, it probably would have been
1: the Best all-around scenario for him. Well, the fight that makes the best story is fucking Colby.
0: I don't think so. Yes, I think it would have
1: gotten like it would have gotten hype for I'll, sure. I'll tell you why it's the best story because of the shit talking back and forth. Right, but the, but the story itself that makes that awesome. Like the what? story itself is you know how Colby's like taking on this all-American and and yeah. Maga where uh Camaro's an actual immigrant uh I mean this could that could like an immigrant and he could play on that
0: I don't think it would go up to that. I don't think that they would play that card
1: well, I know for a fact they would I've talked to kamaro
0: no it. I don't think he would have yes done that. he would have you think so yes,
1: it's a smart <laughs> thing to do because what would get you more national exposure yeah, that yeah. would get you huge exposure if they did that.
0: I just don't know if why is it that Petey hears a can crack and all of a sudden he's paying attention. I told you he's not deaf. That dog just doesn't want to pay attention to you anymore. That's all.
1: Like well, he probably thought it was a uh, food can open. Yeah.
0: Anyway, shout out to Kamara Usman. Congratulations on the win. Obviously, uh, my professor uh, is his one of his coaches. So it's, 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 it's cool.
1: and it's funny as George coaches one yeah. UFC guy now. George went from from coaching.
0: Well, I mean, he still trains with like, a couple of guys, but kamaro right, right. is a, a full on student, student of George at, at Excel, so
1: and, and and it's awesome that and what people don't realize is fucking Kamaro takes Gee classes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? Speaking of which I got tons of videos of, of Kamaro training and stuff too, I gotta post up. I got I got a lot of little videos I gotta still work on. So that'll be pretty cool to see. Um We had some other news. I kind of just want to skip it, though. It's kind of bullshit, really. Um, So, let's see. We got a press release from USADA, actually. USADA announced today that Paolo Miao has accepted an additional sanction and has had his results disqualified for competing while ineligible. So, if you remember, he he got banned.
1: And he was at the Miami Open.
0: Yeah, but he didn't compete. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did compete. But it, so that gets squashed, but that's not what got him in trouble. What got him in trouble was doing the uh World Grappling Championship in September. And he thought that he was clean to like to compete because it they didn't say that it was a a uh was it a world anti-doping um sanctioned event. So he pled his case, said, like, you know, I guess there was, like, some uh, confusion and that's not what you guys said, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't have any information to how long he got it bumped extra to, but um, it says, Nevertheless, an additional period of ineligibility was warranted due to the available information indicating the event was sanctioned by a code signatory. Um,
1: so how much longer is so he it says
0: Well, it says here... Furthermore, Meow has been disqualified from all competitive results obtained on and on, on and subsequent to September 8, 2018, the date he participated while ineligible, including forfeiture of any medals, points, and prizes. Look, if I won a tournament and I want money and fucking USAID or whatever came up to me and said, "Hey, we want you to give us to give us that money or give it back." I'd tell them to go fuck themselves pretty fucking quick. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like that's so stupid. It's like Usada doesn't own that organization, so you can't fucking tell i give giving the money back. Like, you can eat my whole ass if you think I'm giving money back. Yeah, you, you can go. have the medal all fucking day. Take it. Yeah, I'm here's the fuck. medal. I'm keeping my money. Yeah, you can kiss my ass for that fucking money. I don't care if it's ten bucks or ten thousand. What are you gonna do to me if I keep the money? Can't do shit. I'd be you can't like, do shit. Are, you, are you my mom? Are you I'm, my dad. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll be well, like, okay, I'll go
1: compete for other places that don't fucking follow you so suck Like a, yeah. a whole bag of dicks
0: yeah it's so stupid like i whatever man usada is a is a fucking joke and it's, i well it's not no it is and i can tell you from knowledge uh with uh olympic level athletes that pretty much everybody thinks usada and water is a fucking joke and that's outside of that icarus movie and all that other stuff It's like USADA and WADA has been fucking up for so long and they're so full of shit. Their whole thing is that they have to show force and they want to pick a couple of scapegoats and stuff like that. Like when athletes, like Olympic athletes get like um, called out and they get like thrown under the fire or whatever, thrown in the fire. It's like people are just like, why? They know everybody else is fucking doing it but they just fucking pick that scapegoat and it's just – you got to become the martyr, so yeah, they can kiss a fucking well. You know, it's fat like cock and balls. I,
1: I think the problem with a lot of these organizations, up up to and including the Olympic, the the Olympic Committee, it's all about money, and and it's so crooked. It's so crooked, especially the Olympic, the uh, what is it? I can't remember what it's called, but like they take money, like. They take these bid these this money from cities so they could have the Olympics, and then the the they, these cities spend billions of dollars getting their city ready for Olympic games. Yeah, and every almost every city after the Olympics, after they they're done with the Olympics, is bankrupt. Yeah, no, everybody knows it.
0: it's the same or, with FIFA.
1: Same with FIFA, like yeah. for the World Cup, it's the same thing happened. It's terrible. That the amount of corruption in the human soul look
0: man money money fucking corrupts people power corrupts people w- one of the the biggest names in soccer fuck um Holenbach? Bolenbach. I forget I used to have his fucking cleats too anyway it was a German player he was the one that ended up becoming um uh, the head of FIFA and then the people were like oh he's great he's gonna be great for the organization blah 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 he's the one that was taking the most fucking money And he was the one that was helping, like, rigging games and shit. It's like, come on, man. It's a big fucking joke. And the problem is it's that you just – everyone is so quick to try and find those smoke screens and, like, let's blame the players. Oh, we want a clean organization. Meanwhile, they're taking kickbacks left and right. And there's no transparency. No one's ever going to sit there and say, this is how much money I make. This is, like, what it goes to.
1: And you know know who you could put that – who you could – point a finger to with that Uh uh-huh. I B J J F. oh yeah they make tons of money they
0: won't fucking ever show you how much money they make
1: yeah th- doing the math like if you do the math sometimes each competitor is paying an average of 100 bucks probably more i think it's i mean one, look let's their do their this. 120
0: let me see if i can do this right now for like nogi worlds damn i wish i could like export the whole list at once let's say we did a list of everybody right You got a calculator going? I got a calculator going. All right. I'm going to try and pick up everybody's names for Nogi World. So the whole idea is I'm just trying to talk out loud as I do this, and hopefully I don't fuck up the podcast. We'll do the math. Right. We're going to do the math. Um, We're going to look at athlete list by division, right? Can we do – let's do list by academy. Either or. If it lists – properly perfect all right watch this we're gonna do this copy and paste copy and paste it into like an excel sheet and if see I how can. Many. let's see like i said hopefully i don't fuck up this podcast but if we can sit there and see how many and then we multiply that times what 100? 120 i think i think let's is, just say 100 because i'm we'll sure say 100
1: just to make it even but yeah. i think it's 120
0: where's my excel there we go excel and obviously we got to give and take a couple of like the things again. Let's see if this works because now Excel's opening up. Uh, nope, damn, I can't do it. It won't let me do it, and I can't do it because it's asking me to update shit.
1: Well, let's let's take a guess. Uh-huh. Let's take a guess of it. How many people are going to be in the world? Bet you that's a Google go. thing. Bet you we could Google it.
0: Let's see. I'm doing it right now. Hopefully it's not lagging the computer too much. Survey says... I think I might have just fucked my shit up. Uh, Podcast is still running. Hopefully it doesn't fuck anything up. We'll see. A
1: thousand? Is a thousand a good good number? I was going to say like 700. I would agree
0: with 700. Alright, here we go. I think I might have gotten it. So... It's kind of fucked up because it's got a lot of empty spaces. So... I got a list of totally eleven thousand. Is there a way to consolidate so it doesn't skip any lines? I don't know. All right, whatever. So let's say we cut it in half. Let's just to, just to be safe, or not even right. It's giving me uh, eleven thousand six hundred and twelve um, rows. So let's say we take half of that off. Okay, so that's so it's five thousand. Five thousand. So that's five thousand times one hundred is what?
1: Five thousand competitors. There's no way that would take days.
0: now remember not everybody shows up I'm looking at okay, so let's do a third of that let's say it's even two thousand all right times a uh, hundred and twenty
1: that's two hundred that's a quarter of a million dollars
0: that's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars they're making so even after you rent the arena, even after you pay everybody in there, you're still coming out with one seventy five. <laughs>
1: You're you're coming out with probably two twenty. No, 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 no. Doesn't cost.
0: No, the arena is going to cost a lot. Summer, depending on the arena. Yeah, you still going to get permits and all this other stuff. But and then don't forget, you're making money off of sponsorships. You're making money off the. I'm, I'm going to say two hundred
1: grand. I bet you two hundred grand easy. for Two hundred sure. grand, walking away with two hundred grand easy. Imagine, imagine if the IBJJF said, look, you know what? Let's take fifty grand of 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 this and give it to. Uh, and put it into prize money.
0: They they wouldn't sit there and take that. They wouldn't give give that much. I would like how much do they give people? Are they giving like a 1000 or something?
1: Yeah, I don't know, but to, or, look, dude. Look, there's
0: no I agree with you. There's yeah. absolutely no excuse because Black Belt Invitational CBD whatever did their first ever event and they managed to give $30,000 30,
1: exactly to one winner guy, one winner girl. And what's going to happen is these events are going to have to step up because if IBJJF doesn't start paying uh, their athletes,
0: their competitors, the, they're going to lose
1: everybody. Yeah, the worst thing that's going, at least the big names. The worst thing that's happening to them are these submission only tournaments that are getting one night, you know, one night events that are getting millions 10, of views.
0: Right. Well, I, I wouldn't really get millions of views, but they get million overall like after time. But even then, they're like. It gives the sponsors the replays. I mean, IBJJF doesn't put on a whole show, so you're not going to see all the sponsors. Right. They're not going to have all this. Stuff. But if I do a quintet or an EBI or whatever or the term, like grappling industries, whatever it is, excuse me, and it's replayed, I just got my, my, my money's worth because now that video is going to get played over and over again for years to come. I mean that's all there is to it. Like
1: think about it. And not only that, the people even they're making more money because there's people that have to pay for booths. You want to sell clothes? Well, that's you what to sell I'm saying. Acai. So the booths are going to be like 500.
0: No, well, they'll probably sell them for like five grand. Honestly, yeah, because I, I like did that. a
1: booth at um, Naga in 2008, uh, nine or ten when I was when I had. Uh, when I was working, we were doing the clothing line. We did a booth. Right. It cost $1,500 at Namba. Yeah, that's pretty standard. 1500 Yeah. So at IBJJF Worlds, and that was 10 years ago that yeah. I did that.
0: You notice that nobody ever has any booths anymore at like Miami Open. Yeah, no. Nobody. Nobody. If the only people that do anything is like the school will have like a little snack table outside. Yep. But you won't see Sambazon or anything like that over there. Not anymore. So it's.
1: But the worlds, the the worlds is like, especially the Masters worlds. I don't know know about the uh, the Masters worlds in Las Vegas, dude. It's like almost like an expo. There's yeah. There's like forty booths there. No, for sure. Your your buddies over at Choke Choke Republic have a huge one. That's why they're gonna sell. They're gonna sell a lot of those. My rolls. shirt.
0: You know what it'd be fucking great. To go over there, and I'm wearing my shirt, and I stand right next to that shirt, and I hold it up, I'll be like, "Hey guys, nice fucking shirt!" Fucking assholes. Um, no, but they, it's so fucking absurd to me that they can sit there and charge us so much money. And now, mind you, don't forget, you're paying 120 to compete. Now, was it purple belt and up have to pay 100 bucks a year? 130. No, 30. no, it's no, no, no. no. Yeah, for the to for be the, the
1: IBJJF, it's it's not that much. It's you sure? 30, yeah, it's thirty. But even then,
0: okay, thirty bucks a pop. Yep. And your rankings? Well, no, is only everybody
1: has to do it this year, starting in 2019. Now everybody, if you, you want to compete for for IBJJF,
0: you have to have. I'm gonna do that once and never fucking do that again. They can they can suck my ass too, because fuck that. Well, then like, you can't compete. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm only yeah. gonna do it once because uh, like I'm, my goal is for like Miami Open. But fuck that. Like, kiss my ass. Who the fuck are you? Like you can't sit there and start charging people and then not give anything back. They to them. They can do whatever they want. Right, but that's that's what I'm saying. So when we're America. talking about like why isn't the sport fucking growing? Like, okay, well they're not helping
1: grow the sport. That's what I'm they're, saying. They're stuck and they're, it, it's it's a money grab. Sure, you get a medal and like you get all kinds of shit from the IBJJF. Like you get ranked, and that's the for now that is the world championship. If you win the IBJJF World Championship, you can consider yourself a world champion. Yeah. Um, until a new organization comes around, that's, that's it. That's it. No, I agree, but that's the thing. That's, the thing is is that
0: for the longest time, that was the only thing that was there. So it was held up to such a high ranking, which is understandably so. When you're the biggest one, people are going to look at you with like a bigger standard. But now that you're not the biggest, like, or well, you still are, but you're not the most popular... Group of the bunch, saying you're an IBJJF like champion doesn't always mean that's like the best thing compared to like oh guess what I went and I fucking competed
1: at EBI. Well yeah no no I agree. Now what's funny is I'll look at some of these like Instagram or uh, Facebook pages of these of these people and they'll say ten time. IBJJF champion, yeah, or whatever. Well, I
0: mean, like I did mine as a joke when I said like heavyweight UAE champion. Like I put mine up as a joke. Yeah, but
1: you see this on there, and you're like, and like it's like, dude, that's ridiculous. Selling yourself. It's, uh, I get that you're yourself. selling yourself, but I like I've I've in over my 12 years in jiu-jitsu I've competed three to four times a year up until the last. Year and a half when I hurt my back, I I won every single tournament I ever did, uh, minus the two black belt worlds, and the last one where I had to pull out. Right. I don't put that shit anywhere. Like I got you know it, it's 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 not anything. I don't think it's anything to brag about because as soon as it's over, it's over, and it's like saying, well, see that's like I I.
0: Semi agree with you. Like I agree with you because like you're you're not wrong about the point. Wait, wait, wait.
1: But on my athlete resume that I made. Oh yeah, you throw that. I throw that shit on there. But that's to people that that's to...
0: But see, for me, like if it means something to somebody, like you got to give them the ability to brag. Like for me to sit there and say, okay, finally I won Miami. Cool. I would brag about it all the time. That was like my thing. You know, like when I first won my first tournament, I brag about that shit all the time. But like. Yeah, you're right. Where it's like, okay, buddy, it's not that big a fucking deal because we all know it. But then it can mean a lot to somebody. No, so obviously I get it, it does. But what it shouldn't fucking mean a lot to is IBJJF. They got to understand like you can't you can't shit on everybody. You're gonna end up biting the hand that feeds you, literally.
1: Well, what's happened, and that's what these these submission only tournaments are going to change. Yeah, they're going to change Jiu-Jitsu, and I think they're going to change it for the better.
0: I think that quintet has the best opportunity to do something big. It's granted, it's more invitational, but they're doing something different. Yeah, but AD I don't. ADCC, I don't see uh, my my money is on ADCC.
1: Now, mine's over. either mine's either going to be on uh, Kasai.
0: Not for like not for uh, a large tournament.
1: No, I'm not talking tournaments. Under- I'm talking. I'm talking changing. Super fights. I'm just talking changing jujitsu. So. IBJJF ends up having to step up. What more and more like the 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 fight to win. But
0: see, that's what that's the comparison that that you're you're confusing it. We're, we're, let's talk about
1: regular guys, regular people, regular
0: tournaments where like anybody can come sign up, like new breed, Naga, IBJJF, uh, fucking uh... dude.
1: I, dude, I really really liked uh, Wagner's. Setup. A set, lot of people. Did and it. I liked. I like the idea of the team atmosphere. It was. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. That quintet that was setup such is a cool good. Cool aspect.
0: But it's not mass produce or mass producible. I'm talking about. We got 10,000 people in the South Florida area that train jiu-jitsu. That's not the actual number, but I'm just saying. How are you going to sit there and do it? Nobody else does it. IBJJF and New Breed and a couple other ones are the only ones that do it. That's what I'm saying. Is for a large open tournament that anybody can come in, the only other organization that really has the potential to take over the IBJJF uh, landscape is ADCC.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. ADCC is the only one that can touch it. Because
0: ADCC is technically way more prestigious and probably, I would say, more difficult to win than IBJJF.
1: Yeah, Because of rule the rule set, system the rule, and everything set, The way the points are Awarded? No, I agree. I and I agree. And I and and we're getting more UAE. What is it? UAEFF?
0: Yeah, UAEJJF. JJF.
1: Uh, we're getting more and more of those tournaments. I gotta sign up for that. Showing
0: still. up? Yeah, I gotta sign up for that. Still.
1: Um, so yeah, ADCC is the only other one, only other group out there that New I, Breed can't touch. New IBJJF. Breed can't do it. New Breed. New Breed is unfortunately the problem with New Breed. Is they have a organization problem? They're the same place that Naga was. Well, Naga was kind of when, when I did Nagas back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. When I did Nagas back then, they were pretty organized. Like you knew you had times. You knew when you were going. You know it was yeah. it, like, and they you were close to those times. Yeah. New breed is nowhere close. Nowhere close to the time. you're think supposed that, to go.
0: I think partially that has to do with the
1: large amount of kids that sign up. and Well, I'm going to tell you what the biggest problem is. Uh, what they need to do is either say, look, we're doing no-gi or we're doing gi. We're not doing both. Right. Just yeah. Pick a lane. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because then you're going
0: to have like, guys that are doing both. and So I don't disagree. But they they started doing that. They started doing separate ones. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they started doing separate ones. Not the yeah. last one. There was Gi and Nogi. Yeah, but that's that one. But they have more individual like. Uh, I don't know. Gi, I would. No I, would I
1: would. like. I would like Naga. Was they did the same thing? They had Gi and Nogi. Yeah. Um, I think there needs to be more strictly Nogi tournaments, which is. It's getting there for sure. I mean, yeah. that's why again. That's why I say
0: ADCC. Like, if ADCC could have that separate like gi no gi thing, and I
1: think the other problem is IBJJF doesn't do enough no gi tournaments. For sure. For just, sure. You know, say okay, well we'll do Miami, but it's no gi. Like I heard next year, there's not. This will be this February might be the last Miami event. Winner or Winter. In general? just in general. Everything is supposedly moving up to Orlando because apparently the venue up there is fucking awesome. Well, and the venue get, is bigger and you get a lot of people that can fly into Orlando cheap. Or
0: it's easier to get to Orlando than it is to Miami, for sure. Yeah. But if you look, a lot of um, a lot less people are signing up for IBJJF. So you saw Miami. Miami was empty this past time. I did not think it was empty. I there didn't was a sure. lot of people. Uh-uh. It was definitely empty. I'll tell you what the first Naga I did, uh-huh. you couldn't walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't walk. But you it got sh- people from, it, it was but, fewer and far between that they had the Naga events, and it was the only place where MMA fighters could go and do their grappling, and then you'd get wrestlers who hadn't wrestled since college and stuff like that. So it was it was a little bit of like a, a Wild West, like, shit yeah.
1: show. And they haven't been down here in a while, but apparently they no, got... No, they did. They were here a couple of months ago. Well, they got one coming up. Uh, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, they were here a couple of months ago because uh, one of the girls over at Excel, she went up there, She, in, I think it was Orlando, she got a
1: belt. So, congrats to her. Um, yeah, I got my sword. I got my Naga sword. I want a
0: belt so bad. I want a belt so bad. Like, it's funny because I don't care that much about medals, but I've always, always, that's why I even have it for the kids class. I just fucking love the ability, like, to sit there and have a fucking championship belt. That it's just a giant heavy piece of fucking leather and tin. It means absolutely nothing, but to me, it's such, it's no, so it. fucking cool to just sit there and say it. When I started working for for Titan FC, right, the very first event that we did, there was a, um, it was a championship fight, and somehow because I was the photographer and I needed it to take photos. I became in charge of the belt. I was fucking walking around everywhere. Like on the UM campus, like crossing the street. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, I got the belt. So it started. I'd walk down the street with it, like go to McDonald's, like holding the belt. Like, is that yours? Like, yeah, yeah, I want it. I got to fight again tonight. Just totally bullshitting my way through it. want around. to hear something fun, a fun, yeah. a
1: funny? A quick, funny story. Um,. Uh, one of my buddies, and you, um, I don't know if you know him. He's a local guy, but he used to be in the WWF. He's one of the headbangers. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Chaz. Um, he, when he, when they won the tag team belts back in the day, uh, he wore his belt. He went through security at the airport, yeah. and his, and. The, the This was before the, the scans. Right. Uh, the It was before 9-11, It actually. was
0: back when they still had the wands. Yeah. It was all done. And all wands. of
1: a sudden it went off and he goes, oh. And he lifts up his shirt and he's got his WWE Tag Team Champion belt. It's, it's just funny. Yeah. It's, it, 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 like, I get it. I get the whole thing with the belt. Yeah. There's a story. Everybody thought um, I cared about the belts at one point when I was wrestling because the first belt – first time I won a championship belt for in pro wrestling, right. I don't want to say one. first time I was assigned right. a championship belt, I was on the back of a golf cart, driving with the belt, right. and they took the corner very fast.
0: And you went flying. And
1: I went flying, and I tucked and rolled, and they thought I was trying to protect the belt. No, I wasn't trying to <laughs> protect try the belt. I was just trying not to break my fucking arms. I was just trying to break, not break my arms. So I just rolled, and I came up, and and they were like, "Oh, you protected the belt, though. You were you want that belt bad." I'm like, "No, well, I didn't say no. Yeah. I was just like,
0: this belt's my life."
1: Yeah, but like, did you get to keep it? No, I mean, no, no, I gave it. We gave it
0: back. Like you actually, it actually did hand off.
1: Yeah, yeah, you give it. You give it to the people. You give it back to them. Well, no, no, no. Like I carried it home. Like I, while we were champions, I had that belt. Wait, like right, but I'm we once up, you then, lose
0: it, like you got to hand it off. Yeah, they didn't have back. the money to make new ones. No, every time. no, 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 no. I see. I think that's one of the things that makes it a little bit more prestigious in wrestling. It's not like UFC. If you win it, you get a, like a belt to keep forever. Like, and they just make a new one for the next one, like they do for MMA. Like, you get to keep it. In wrestling, there's that one belt. They don't remake it. That's the belt that goes off. Like, you got to go and hand it off.
1: And at WWE. Yeah. Yeah, they change the the plates on it.
0: Right. That's it. But that belt is that belt. That belt that gets retired is the belt. Well, back that in the day. Off.
1: Back in the day, when you won the belt, when you won the NWA Heavyweight Championship, uh-huh. you had to give a twenty thousand dollar deposit. Why? Because they were they didn't want you just walking away with the belt. Right. You got that twenty grand Security, back like when you when you when you when you handed over the belt when you lost or whatever.
0: So wait, so what if you retired on top?
1: They give them the belt.
0: You don't get to keep that you don't belt. Get to keep that See, belt. that's kind of fucked up. I think you should get to keep the
1: belt. But nobody really retired on top. No one's ever done that.
0: Didn't The Rock do that?
1: No. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive.
0: They can't. They really can't. No, because once you're done, you're done. You got to hand it off the torch. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's, that's
1: what that's called is. Um, you 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 go when, whenever you you go out of the <laughs> territory or you go out of wrestling on your back, mm. meaning you. You hey, lose. You lose. You pay yeah. it forward. Yeah. You, you when you're done, you don't. You don't. You're. You, there's no reason. Nobody for you ever go. finishes on top. You shouldn't. No.
0: Yeah. You know, I've never ever gone to a live wrestling match. Ever, I've never gone. I've always wanted to go to like WrestleMania. Every time to come down here and stuff, I always wanted to go. Yeah. Never I was gone.
1: I was backstage at WWE. Yeah. You know, and it was incredible. Fucking. Like man. it's weird to see it behind the scenes yeah. and, you know and and have a try out in front with these guys and like wrestle with these guys like i was telling um can't remember who it was but they uh it was somebody i was talking to recently and they were talking about uh the 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 bella twins um one of them's with john cena the other one's with all uh, oh, right Brian Dan- or Daniel Bryan, and um, I was there the first time they were there. Yeah, like they were, they had called up from developmental and were there. I was there that that night. To, uh, I think it was two thousand six, maybe two thousand seven. It was them and Seamus CM Punk was there. Like and CM Punk kind of knew me and my partner Joe because we worked for a company down here called FIP. Who has a sister company to a company called Ring of Honor? Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy that run that ran Ring of Honor ran FIP. His name's Gabe Sapolsky, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you guys are Gabe's guys." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, dude." He's like, "And and, like, he was super cool. John Cena, super cool. All these guys were super." There was a lot of people that were just. It's not like back in the
0: day where everybody was a dick.
1: Yeah, no, it was a different atmosphere. There was plenty of dicks. Yeah, but it was just it wasn't like they just you didn't register on their radar. Yeah. But there was other people that were just cool enough to just come up and talk to you. Yeah. Cena cool. was one of them.
0: Yeah, but I'd never gone to, like, an actual, like, to go watch a whole night of wrestling. Like You're not missing much. I mean, I want to go just to say Yeah, I did. someday. Like, I, I, I would have loved, loved to go see the one in Miami with, like, The Rock when he, like, came out. and Like, that would have been fucking awesome. But at the end of the day, all the guys that I used to like, they're all retired or dead. You know? Like, I was obviously, like, a Macho Man fan. Undertaker's still going, but he's like a thousand years old now. Like, yeah, man. I remember Rikishi? All those guys, like, did Rikishi die? No, no, no,
1: he's still alive. Oh
0: man. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So I went to go fucking get a, a Christmas tree today. Mm-hmm. So fucking stoked for Christmas. Like
1: I can tell, like, and for those of you that don't can't tell because you can't see shit because this is a podcast and not a video cast, Alex is wearing a Santa Claus hat. So that's my on December fourth.
0: You didn't know that? Like that's my like know, my dude, tradition.
1: Yeah, I've always yeah, yeah I've always seen you wearing the Santa. Claus.
0: Yeah, so like my tradition is that I wear a Santa hat every day up until Christmas. So from the first through the twenty fifth. I'll wear it every day, even if it's for only like an hour or two, but I'll wear it every day. And it's just like to do something different. So everywhere I walk around, it's like, oh, it's Santa. Some some really weird lady tried to flirt with me today. So I'm like, she had to be like 60. She like, I held the door open for her at the grocery store or something. And she's like, oh, uh, what she say? She's like, "Oh, thank you, Santa!" And then she's like, as she's walking past me, she's like, that's the best looking Santa I have ever seen." I'm like,
1: "Whoa, whoa! What are you trying to do here?" What I want to know is what grocery store that you go to that you got a whole. No, up it was like the.
0: It was um. It was like a convenience store. Oh okay. And it's like she's like yeah, like as she's walking past me like like really like under her voice. So that's the best looking Santa I've ever seen. I'm like, Jesus, lady, like, come on, I'm a human being here. Don't treat me like a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, it's uh, oh, go ahead. Treat me like a piece of uh, yeah, right. It's the second time I've ever had a live tree. So I bought a live tree and I brought it back to to my parents' house because we always do Christmas there. So now my car is filled with fucking bugs. There's spiders and stuff all over the
1: place. So when I do a when I do Christmas, um, do you know what I do when I do when I do a tree? Nothing. No, I, when we when I go to do a tree, right? I go to the I go to the uh, tree place, right? And I tell to the, the tree guy, the, tra- the tree meister, burger meister, meister burger. Um, I say, give me the ugliest tree on the lot every it's, time. And you get like the cheapest one. It's not because it's cheap. You My, just
0: like to do your Charlie Brown Christmas. I do.
1: Well, it's not even a Charlie Brown Christmas. What the reason I go for the ugliest tree on the lot is because that's the tree that no one's gonna buy. And that tree was cut down To be a Christmas tree Are you trying to like
0: To uh What's the word You're trying to uh What To put yourself into Into that tree You see yourself as that tree No not at all I just I just feel Do you hug that tree No
1: I feel bad that the tree was Cut down And nobody was gonna want that tree Right. So it was cut down from nothing. It would end up as a piece of dead tree that didn't get to have its. It ends Christmas. up
0: getting burned into a nice bonfire for New Year's.
1: Yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather. So, so what
0: about like the really nice tree that still ends up getting stuck in the lot? What do oh, you do about that one?
1: That's 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 not my problem.
0: Oh, so because it's it's a good looking tree versus a bad looking tree, like that's the way that that you end up looking at it.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's. There somebody's gonna buy
0: your treeist is what you're. Wired. Somebody's
1: gonna buy a pretty tree, that's just the way it goes. Pretty trees are gonna get bought, and ugly trees are not, and that's just how it goes. I
0: mean, there's probably millions of trees that end up getting cut down, and don't get bought up.
1: Well, yeah, plenty. But I'm going to do my best to give the ugliest one, the one that I know nobody's gonna want. Right, that's the one I'm gonna give a home.
0: You realize these are trees and not like adopted babies, right?
1: I understand that. But I think there's, there's a karma to it because every action has a reaction. If that
0: was the case, then would you not buy a tree anyway because you feel bad that it got cut down?
1: Um, only if I'm not doing Christmas. But, I, you know, I don't have, sometimes you don't have room to do Christmas.
0: Sometimes you can't afford to do Christmas. Sometimes you can't
1: afford to do Christmas.
0: I've had plenty of those Christmas. I had plenty of those. You got to go up north for Christmas? Um, New Year's?
1: Nope. I'm going. My mom is coming down for Christmas. And I'm going up to see... Uh, the fam. Well, yeah. Our fam. Yeah. Up in uh, for New Year's.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I still got a plan of going out there. I want to go to Disney so bad. For what? For, for Christmas? Like in the next couple of weeks. Because it's so much fun to go around Christmas time. But it's so fucking crowded. It is so crowded. I've
1: never been in... Well, I've been in wintertime, but never for the Christmas stuff. Oh, you want to go? I'm, well, I...
0: Go on a Monday. Just skip work.
1: I, I don't have that luxury.
0: Because it's so much fucking fun. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how much fun it is. It's like, well, you but just it's said it's so, so crowded. crowded. It's crowded if you go on the weekends. But if you go before it's, like, everyone gets a break, it's not too bad because... Obviously, people can't all go during the weekday and stuff, but it's so much fucking fun.
1: Yeah, but I, I I would also like to see Universal, too, because I, I hear they do something really cool. and No, uh, they
0: only started recently where they actually started kind what? of dressing it up. Well, for, Harry
1: Potter, I heard they do some cool shit there for Christmas. Fuck that. Harry Potter sucks. You fucking suck.
0: We went on the ride. It wasn't even that good.
1: That ride was fucking awesome.
0: You didn't even fit on the ride. I
1: fit on that ride, and you... Go ahead and admit, right, dude. We got in. We got in that ride fast. Yeah, we got
0: that one. So we, well, we did it twice. Did we do it twice?
1: I don't remember if we did it twice, but we did it. The the one ride I don't fit in. the, yeah, the, the one the, with the, the I'm so Castle, glad
0: I, we didn't do that one.
1: Did we not do that one? I didn't do that one because I can't fit on that one. Yeah, we went, didn't we do did, that one because did,
0: you couldn't fit yeah, into it. We did green You Fat piece of shit. But that actually worked out for me though because I was I really did not want to do that ride because the one time I did do it, I got so fucking nauseous. And I did it again. I went again. Uh, beginning of this year, I cannot keep my eyes open you know, on you, that ride. You know what
1: you do? i I figured out the secret to going on those motion. What are, what are they called? Motion uh, simulated rides, or I don't or know. Whatever. Um, is you take Dramamine before you go?
0: I, that that won't work on me. It's not the motion that gets me. Is the fact that the screen is like an inch away from your fucking face. That's what throws me off. And then. The motion goes over here like the center's off like off center to your left, but you're facing a little bit to the right and that throws me off. You know what's really good though is
1: that Avatar ride. I we dude, did you miss it? No, we we went to go to, we went to go to, to the Avatar ride and right. like we got there first thing in the morning. Right. And not only was it the line around like two different places. Yeah. We just it was just like it, was, it just didn't make sense. It's like we would have had to wait like four hours.
0: Yeah. No. No. I got so lucky because we got to Disney. Um, we did the other one. The boat one. Did the
1: boat one, which the boat was, was coolish.
0: Dope too. If I go back, I'm doing it on mushrooms. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. I want Disney. I'm gonna do both of them high as fuck on mushrooms because it was so good. Like, but so we got. I got the tickets. Um, I think it was like four days, like uh, park hopper. And we got there at like around 6. So got to the hotel, dropped everything off, and then just went straight there. But I somehow managed to get fast passes for both because it was later on at night. So I literally walked straight into the park right before it closed, did both rides within an hour and a half.
1: How is our, is, is it?
0: It's fucking amazing. No, I, it's without doubt in my fucking mind. I can tell you it's one, hands down one of the best roller coasters you've ever go on. Because remember, you've been on, on the soaring.
1: No, I've never been on soaring. Okay. So see, but like i heard soaring is incredible.
0: Soaring is great. But,
1: but the soaring, line for that has always, always been like three yeah.
0: hours. It's shorter now because it's not as new. It's not as cool. Did you ever go on the Delta Dream Flight? Yes. Right? Okay. If you so,
1: had wings. Yeah. If you had wings.
0: So think of... The part where like you're going through the tunnel That's and right. the, the Delta Dream Flight times like a thousand on virtual reality that was sore, but the thing that killed it is you could see everybody, right? So now on the Avatar one, you are on a think of like a a speeder bike. Uh huh. You're kind of sitting down on like a speeder bike from Star Wars. You have these giant fucking goggles on. You get strapped in, and the next oh, they're time, VR goggles. They're not VR goggles. It's it's kind of like extra. Like, it's kind of just gives you a little extra. It's not really what you're paying attention to. They're 3D goggles, but they have a couple of extra little sensor boosters, if you will. And then the back pushes you in, so you're leaning forward. So you're really kind of sucked into this, like, motorcycle-looking thing. Next thing you know, like, the screen pops up in front of you or, like, the, and you're not the window. And you're not on a motorcycle anymore. You're, you're on, on the, on the, the, the dragon flying dragon thing. thing. And it's... It's sketchy as shit because when it takes off, it goes down. You don't see anything, so you feel like you're fucking falling, like so you literally feel like if you were on an airplane and it dips down, you're going straight down. It feels like
1: does it drop? Does it drop? No, they just do like they just do a really
0: good job at tilting it and making it feel like so you go down like a little bit, but you're not really gonna go anywhere. But you hold on for dear fucking life because you could swear like, oh, I'm about to fucking fall off this thing. And it's, they, like I said, those, those motion to video connection kind of rides like that, fuck me up. But this one is done so perfect that there's no point where your motion is not in sync with the video. Like, note for note, it's done so good. It's one of the best rides you could ever go on. Like, it's really, really worth it. Like, I wouldn't say go waste four hours. I would say time it perfect. So, like, an hour, an hour and a half is worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would do but, an hour, an hour and a half.
0: Like, I mean, I, we killed, what, two hours once for, like, Splash Mountain? Yeah. Like, you can kill two hours for that ride, and it'll be absolutely worth it. The boat ride is, like, okay, it's cool if it's, like, a 45 minute wait. Other than that, I would The longest
1: do it. I ever w- waited in line was three hours. For what? The Statue of David in, in uh, yeah, in, that's uh, Florence.
0: Yeah, that's, that's probably worth it.
1: You know what was weird to me? Uh-huh. and I didn't know it until 2007 when I went to fucking Florence, Italy. It's like I keep seeing these fiorenze shirts. Mhm. And I'm like, "What the hell is fiorenze? Fiorenza? It's it's Florence. Yeah. It's the I guess it's the Italian That's
0: how we say it. It's... Yeah. Like Venice is in Venice. Venice is Venezia. So like if you speak so like how we have dialects here dialects here you have different dialects there. So I was born in Milan but I lived in uh a city called Bergamo and another city called Stezzano. So if you lived in Bergamo and you have like that kind of accent it's called Bergamasco. And then if you like lived in Venice you speak Veneto. So and it's different and there's definitely subtle things obviously if you go to um to like Naples and stuff like that. Like Naples is a Naples. Naples Napoli. is Napoli, right?
1: That I know. Right. So you know Ed how I know that
0: because you went there.
1: No, because Dean Martin.
0: Yeah. Right. I'm gonna ride this Tony into the sky. And <laughs> Napoli. I would fucking love total. Bolatti. I would love to try and be like a Dean Martin. um, Was it like I guess impersonator? Impersonator. I would fucking love it. it Dude, he so- was
1: like everyone says. Wow. No, that you, that, yeah, you just turned like, into Christopher yeah, Walken. Or, no,
0: what's he say? is like, um, "Fuck," because I can do it like with the songs and stuff like that.
1: Bottom line is, is Dean Martin was the coolest fucking dude in the rap. He was the coolest. It wasn't. Alcohol, it, wasn't, it, it, wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't uh, Frank Sinatra.
0: You ever see like the skits he did? What do you mean? Because he had his own like yeah, he had variety his own show, show. Yeah. So there, always like, had a
1: fucking cigarette and a drink in his hand. Yeah.
0: So like he did like a skit. There's I forget the the comedian's name. But his biggest shtick was like the, the drunk pilot or the drunk guy. And he did it so perfect with like hiccups and like, like the stutters and stuff. So there's a skit that they did. I'll send it to you where Dean Martin is like at an airport um, like bar lounge. And this guy stumbles in and he's the pilot and he's wasted. He's like, I, I fly one of those uh, those things that go in the sky. He's like an airplane. He's like, Are you pilot? <laughs> like, like, no? He's like, Yeah, I'm 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 a pilot. He's like You're a pilot? He's like,
1: You sure you're not a pilot?
0: Like, it's pretty fucking hilarious.
1: Fucking Dean D- Martin, yeah. Dean Martin was the coolest guy in, oh, in the for Rap sure. Pack. Yeah. He, and, and like he was funny, like he had that him and uh Jerry Lewis were, were a comedy team at one point and uh but I would venture to, I would go out on a limb and say that I think he's a better singer than Frank Sinatra. I would tough. say,
0: it. I'd be tough. I think that he had a longer ability to sing, like like his he style. had
1: that he had that olive oil voice. Yeah, where Frank Sinatra had a great voice. Don't get me wrong, I love Frank Sinatra, and, and like I plan on having two Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra songs played at my funeral.
0: Yeah, which ones?
1: Uh, my Way and. That's life Oh man
0: I um, wouldn't do that I would do um, What would I do
1: I don't want my funeral to be sad Like I oh, no, be- no
0: one's going to be sad at your funeral I can yeah. tell you that right <laughs> no, <now>. one's gonna-
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to be sad because there's going to be nobody there <laughs> Yeah Ain't No
0: one's going to be there um, Really those songs Yeah my way, really, you're going to be any more cliches. Yeah, you think Dean Martin is a better singer, yes. and you're going to go with Frank D. Martin. Dean
1: Martin didn't have any cool songs like that. He had a lot of cool songs, but he didn't have anything that was like... Yeah,
0: he had a lot of like great songs. Oh
1: Yeah, I would love all those songs.
0: Volare. I don't know. Encantare. Uh, Whatcham call it? I had... Um, had boop, some good songs. Sammy Sammy Davis Jr. had a good song. Uh, Sammy. He had uh what the hell's the smoked cigarette song. You ever watch Thank You for Smoking? No. Watch that movie. It's fucking good. It's uh the guy that played Harvey Dent. He's um Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like a, a lobbyist for the for cigarette, cigarette company. Yeah. And then like he just, just like he smoked his whole life, he was the lobbyist, and then he decides he's gonna quit and he starts going against the cigarette companies. So then they're they try to kill him. So the way that they kill him is they cover his whole body with nicotine patches. So like obviously he starts like fucking ODing on nicotine and stuff and then somehow survives it and the doctors like the fact that you smoked for 30 years is the only reason you're alive. So it's like You're literally alive because you smoked.
1: How do they put nicotine patches all over him?
0: They, like, jumped him and they, like, tied him up. And then they just covered his body with nicotine patches. So that's why it's called Thank You for Smoking. He's like, "Smoking saved my life. (laughs) He's like, you should not smoke. It's great. It's a great movie. It's like a nice little, uh, what's it called, like a cult movie? Yeah. Cult classic. But Sammy Davis Jr. has a song like that. Um, I think we got to wrap this up. Time to get going. Um you know, we didn't say any where people can follow us at the beginning, but I think I was more focused on Fuck sponsors. On. Follow us. Subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Share it. Hit us up. Oh, we are going to do the contest. i got to put the order in right now for what the sponsors are going to send us, but we are going to be doing giveaways leading up to, excuse me, Christmas, so make sure you follow us on Instagram because that's where we're going to be doing the contest. It's only two weeks away. I know. i got to do it quick, but we got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be giving away, so... It'll be a lot of fun for everybody. So check us out. Follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Jujitsu Radio. And uh, check out all my photos and more behind the scenes stuff at Sonder Marketing. That's it. We're done. Let's get going.
1: Hashtag fuck Meek Mills. Fuck Meek Mills. You can't <laughs> deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheel of dealing, in right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding the alligators dog woo!